Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. It's Mark Falcon with students for a better future. This is Mark Falzon. My beloved co-host, Ruben Torres, is on vacation in Europe, the lucky fella. Uh, I'm sure when he comes back, he'll give us a report on uh, the the outlook of American politics from the other side of the pond. Uh, He's on the continent itself. He's not in Britain. Uh, We are led by Doreen Finkel. As you know, Doreen Finkel doesn't come on the show anymore because she's tirelessly working on the human slave trafficking issue, which she personally encountered up in Parsippany, New Jersey, which is, uh, I would call it an upscale area. Uh, and she, she's focusing all her attention on that, God bless her. That is a worthy issue. You know, it's so funny. People, you know, uh, we are rated PG-13, so I can say people piss and moan about slavery 150 years ago when there's millions of people uh, suffering under slavery right now, today, this moment, uh, predominantly in Africa and Asia. Uh, probably to a lesser extent in the southern western hemisphere. But it's going on now. Doreen's tackling it. She's just wonderful. Again, we are students for a better future. Now, tonight, oh, this is important. You know, uh, one thing I've been saying, because I am pro-Trump, is that what one beloved gift Donald has given us is totally exposing the GOP establishment for the sellouts they are. Today, I was listening to Dr. Michael Savage Radio. Uh, and you can go to his website, michaelsavage.com probably. Uh, and he was talking about the companies that are making hundreds of millions of dollars to care for these illegal immigrants rumbling across the southern border. And guess who was one of the personal large benefactors of government funds to uh, take care of the refugees? It was the Koch brothers. That's why the Republicans sold out. But anyway, hold on, folks. We have a caller. You know, I want to interact with you guys, whether good or bad. Let's bring this call on. Hello. Hello, Paul. You're on the air. State your name, please. My name's Israel. Israel, calling from New Jersey. How you doing, sir? Oh, fine. How you doing? Uh, you know what? I just put in my papers. I'm officially retired. I will be collecting Social Security. Oh, so join the club. Very good. Success. Now you can work for to fix America. Can spend full yeah, time. Yeah, I, I, I can now. I have more time. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, Israel, there are a few people, I won't mention their names on the air now uh, because I haven't gotten their approval in advance, but there were a few people that helped me get through some very lean times. And they know who they are. They're both women. Uh, most of the, you know, there's several of them, at least half a dozen that have helped me uh, p- participate in this, in our beloved Tea Party movement. But anyway, Israel, what's on your mind, babe? What do you want to discuss? I want to discuss how we could fix this country. You know, we're in a very, very precarious position. I think that the times that we're living through are very, very similar to the times, to the challenges that our founders, when the country was founded uh, 240 years ago, by the way, uh, this year is 240 years. I, I think years. it's worse, Israel. I, oh, I yeah. think it's I worse because yeah. Yeah. then we were clearly able to identify the enemy. Now the, the enemy, like termites, is all permeated through every aspect of our life. And to me, the enemy is the Marxist, the 
bloodthirsty, savage, jihadist Muslims, and the New World Order robber barons, and of course, our Democrat and Republican sellout, uh, may I use the word whore, uh, down in D.C., that put more interest in putting a few shekels in their pocket than they do the interest of 300 million plus people in the United States and this beautiful ideal that we've realized, you know, called America. And I say beautiful idea, students, because no other country has a Bill of Rights. Uh, Other countries try and mimic our Constitution and our capitalistic vigor. Uh, You know, I know a lot of the students are coaxed and bottle-fed into socialism. But, again, Israel, if you don't mind, I'm going to go on a rant. Uh, Just this week and over the weekend, I was posting on the Students for a Better Future Facebook page more of the horrors developing in Venezuela. Venezuela, where made not even 15 years ago, was the pearl of South America, the the uh, a blossoming middle class prosperity. Because Venezuela, I don't know if you realize this, folks, has more oil reserves than Saudi Arabia, and because of a capitalist market, the entire population was enjoying the prosperity. Then, for some reason, they foolishly elected a socialist leader. And as I've said before, socialism is not the last stop on that train. (laughs) The socialism will lead to authoritarian Marxism. Now, that's what happened to Australia. Excuse me, Venezuela. We have right in front of us a real-life example of what happens when a prosperous, terrific, growing nation foolhardily turns to socialism. I mean, the articles I was posting were talking about 5,000 people raiding food warehouses, that starvation is rampant. I saw other articles today, their economy is going to go, is predicted to decrease 8%. Uh, the the Marxist government is now openly concerned that starvation will become rampant, which is 15 years ago. They were prosperous and happy. Oh, yeah, don't forget, I believe Venezuela has cut Internet. They've cut cable TV. They're rationing electricity, which is what would happen here if we let the Greens, which are the new Reds, excuse me, the the new greens are the old reds, Uh, if we let them run rampant, uh, just ask the people in the coal country. Now, the last I saw, Kentucky has a primary tonight, uh, and it's only Democrats. And Bernie had a slim lead. I hope he wins again. I want as much discord in the Democratic tent as possible. But you know what? I'm so sorry, Israel. So, do you have any ideas? Uh, what, what can we do to help save the country, little old us? Well, there's a lot we can do, provided people focus on the problems. Uh, and, and actually the core of the problem, and the core of the problem, and you described it pretty well. I, I'm agreeable with all, everything that you said, and we're certainly heading into very, very dangerous territory. And, and as you said, very much uh, more dangerous than the times of uh, our founding. Right, right. Yeah, Michael, because we knew yeah. who the enemy was. Here, right. uh, I mean, my, my, there's my nothing point, but my, deceit. Deceit right, constantly. Right. But my point was that it, it's really time for a revolution. That, that was my point. Just as at that time, they had a revolution for much less we need a revolution today, but we can do it politically. We don't have to resort to violence. We don't have to resort to any negativity. In fact, we can do it in a very positive way by helping people, by doing just the opposite of what government is doing. Government is becoming from day to day more tyrannical. And our Congress, 
which is really our representatives, the, th- the three, the, the 535 that are in Congress are responsible. Really, every one of them is sworn to uphold the Constitution. And if we as a people would just unite, just just to take interest, just to focus on our representatives in Congress, everyone in the House is up for election. There's also 34 in the Senate that are up for election. So pretty much most, the, the overwhelming majority of Congress is up for election this November. That provides us the opportunity to basically, for revolution, we, we, it's, it's very simple. We have to decide if the people there are supporting the Constitution. They all took an oath to do it, but in fact, they are not doing oh, it. Oh, they all ignore it. They all easily ignore that oath, Israel. Uh, the, right. that, that's no problem. It's only the common man that is expected to take an oath and upheld it. If you're the right. political class, you're especially Democrat leftist political class, you're above the law. Now, let me ask you, well, with, this, with this revolutionary attitude, you must be a big Trump supporter then, Israel, huh? Well, actually, I, I have very great apprehensions about Trump because I, I don't see him as, as reliable, trustworthy. But right now I want to focus on Congress because, uh, you know, we, we still even – we didn't even have in New Jersey and, and California. In other words, we, we didn't have our chance to vote yet in the primary. So I'm not up to the I'm not up to that yet, and we still didn't have the convention, but we do have an opportunity to prevail on Congress to uphold the oath that they took for the Constitution. For the first time in history, there's actually a bill in Congress now, literally the first time in our lifetimes, that really can determine whether he's for the Constitution or not, and if they're not, which as of, as of now, there's 532 of them that are not, okay? There's only three that are supporting the Constitution. When I say the Constitution, I'm saying the liberty of parents to provide their children with a proper education. Basically, this country is being destroyed by our educational system. The government is controlling the entire country basically by controlling education. By controlling education, they have billions and billions of dollars with which basically to run the country. And they also controlling the children and indoctrinating them and their parents. And if if people were in doubt right now, the administration has made it clear by coming down with the full force of the federal government on all in the country are you still there? <laughs> All the schools of the country. I'm here. I'm, I'm listening. Oh, no, okay. I'm giving I'm you the okay. okay. So basically, it, it's clear now that the government is just off the wall, literally off the wall. And well, you're talking about this bathroom business. Is that where you're yeah, going? Yeah, I don't want to get too much. Yeah, absolutely. This, this is it, 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 a generation ago. People would do something like that. They would lock them up. <laughs> Either they take them away and wipe. White coats, you know, or they or they take them to court for for abusing the children. This is child abuse, without a question. Actually, if I know children, it, it's court, it's perverts, it's perverts. Yeah. And you know, I stand ready, Israel, uh, because if I protected my women folk, and and I saw like a six foot hairy gorilla with a summer dress trying to go into the woman's room, I would block him. Which means not only do I get arrested, the perverts have seen to it that now I'm considered a sexual offender because I prevented an ostensibly man-looking person from entering the ladies' room. And how anyone, you know, I I saw something today on Facebook, some uh, jackass in the old jackass administration, some big shot idiot. Uh, was saying, oh, I have no problem with my 12-year-old daughter showering with a 14-year-old man. You know what? I feel sorry for this young lady. You know, whomever, it might have been Jay Johnstone, whatever he is, HHS, DHS, sock puppet Marxist peckerhead, for Christ's sakes. I think he said it. That, oh, I no, no ball with my 12-year-old daughter. If you feel, you know what, someone should have slapped that man when he said that. You know, I don't want to 
you know, punch him. I don't want to cause him great physical harm, but I want to readjust his uh, uh, cranium with a good slap across the face, for God's sakes. How a man could say that about his daughter astonishes me, Israel. Astonishes me. It's you don't mind your daughter showering with a 14-year-old male. Get the hell out of here. You know, I, I'm sure it will never happen because anyone from this administration, it's just lie, 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 and lie again. It's sickening. It's pathetic. You know, now the uh, big lie issue is Ray Rhodes, by the way, whose brother, or whatever the hell Rhodes is, my first name is, by the way, his brother is president of CBS. He, he, he. Uh, you know, to go along with the uh, journalist conspiracy that's uh, ongoing. Ray Rhodes, uh, you know, bragged in the New York Times article that he lied to everyone about the Iran deal. Well, you know what? Didn't they lie? Didn't they come public and say they lied about Obamacare also? So what is this crap that we're permitting this to go on? It, it, you know. Thank God for, for, for the Tea Party. I have to tell you, folks, at least you, we have someone manning the ramparts against this fascism, against this insanity, against this gross lack of common sense. Okay, Israel, thank you very, very, very much for the call. And uh, the line is now open. If anyone else would like to call in, uh, we we can move forward. Again, if you got a soapbox, now's the time to do it. Uh, we do have thousands of listeners tuning in right now. Uh, so come on in, folks. Introduce yourself. Let's let's either dance or let's roll on the floors. But anyway, let's, let's go back to this Ray Rhodes thing. The thing that I found humorous was this twit was actually bragging that he got over on the American public. Uh, but excuse me, I think the last polls I looked at were like 70% almost of people opposing, and I don't call it the Iran deal. I call it the Iran capitulation. And, uh, and we have to thank the Republicans, by the way, for assisting and facilitating the Iran capitulation for Generalissimo Hussein, uh, namely... Senator Corker for Tennessee actually originated a bill in the Republican Congress to turn the tables on the American people. When I say turn the tables, here's what I mean. Oh, jackass would have needed 67 votes in the Senate to ratify the Iran capitulation. No way that would have happened. So the Republicans, our supposed bulwark against the leftists and the bloodthirsty jihadist Muslims, our Republicans originate, facilitate, and pass legislation to turn the tables that now the Republicans need 67 votes to stop the Iran capitulation. And Generalissimo Hussein doesn't need 67 votes to proceed with the Iran capitulation. That's the that's what Trump has exposed. That's what so many people who are alert, who know what's going on, who are up to date, really love about him. Now, we have Romney, for instance, the former Republican candidate for president. Oh, my God. Uh, now, he fought Obama like a wet noodle. All of a sudden, he's Superman, Batman, Iron Man, rolled into one, trying to rip Donald a new one, when all he's doing is showing his ignorance and I don't know what else negative trait. And, and by the way, Ron Mitch, you're helping Donald because all those independents and Democrats are on the fence come out hearing Mitt Romney, the Republican standard bearer from the previous election, blasting Trump. It's like, thank you, Mitt Romney. I mean, uh, you know, there's, there's this old saying that the, uh, uh, the that comes out of the Mideast, principally from Israel, and the old saying is the Muslims will never waste an opportunity to waste an opportunity. 
Now we could we've been saying the same thing about the GOP, but we never knew that this is what they actually wanted. They wanted to waste an opportunity to waste an opportunity. They they wanted to to sell out and facilitate what the hell is going on here. Now either they're being bribed or intimidated. Either way, I would tell them down there, man up for Christ's sakes. If someone's intimidating you, get ahead of the curve, go public. And tear them a new one. And if you're being bribed, you, you know, you're, you're just pitiful and pathetic and uh, some semi-masculine excuse for a, a humanoid, for God's sakes. Let's go. The line is open, folks. We've got 39 minutes. Someone call in and tell me what's going on in Kentucky if Bernie was holding on because his lead was so slim. I mean, the last I saw, 51% of the vote in. He was leading by just a few thousand votes, only 1%, and there was still a lot to go. All right, so you don't want to call in and tell me. Okay. All right, well, we'll just ramble on. But I'm telling you, you, you have to look. And Google, or sadly Google, uh, what's going on in Venezuela, what horrors. Uh, you know, first they elected Chavez. See, the thing outside of this country, once these socialists get in power, they are not relinquishing the power. That's it, done deal, close the door, see you later. So Chavez wouldn't give up power. He starts rigging elections. Uh, he was imprisoning uh, principal opponents or probably killing them to boot, for God's sakes. Um, then they, they they rolled that train they had of socialism, rolled to its final stop, authoritarian Marxism, which, by the way, only benefits a few. You know, I, I get very upset with the young folks talking about socialism. It's like you have to be kidding. You, you know what? You haven't been told the big secret, the 800-pound gorilla in the room is that capitalism lifts the general population. Socialism does not. Now we hear about Bernie. We have to give this for free. We hear Hillary. We're going to have to pay for that. Everyone wants to give away wealth. But guess what? That wealth was capitalist-created wealth. It wasn't wealth created by socialism and definitely not by the government. So you must look into what happened in Venezuela, how in this, in your lifetime, this country has slipped from the zenith of Latin America down to the pits. But by, by the way, uh, you know, we are well read on Students for a Better Future. Uh, you are seeing, I'm sure, that the president of Brazil is now being impeached. Uh, all this turmoil is coming up. They have the Zika virus outbreak, and the Olympics are supposed to go down there this summer. So this should all be funny because this summer their Senate should actually be, will actually be conducting the impeachment votes and trials or whatever their process is down there on the president. Now, it so happens that Brazil made the terrible mistake that they made in Venezuela, because here's where I'm going with this. This president, a woman, is a former Marxist guerrilla. Now, I, now, I know New York City has made the same mistake, although I wouldn't call de Blasio or Bill, whatever the hell his name is, Schickelgruber, because de Blasio is his third name, by the way. Uh, you know, so you, although he wouldn't be a guerrilla, because I don't think he has the... the uh, uh, what should, should I call them, the uh, uh, Calhouns to actually go out and fire a weapon and crawl in the jungle like this woman did. You have to give her credit for that. But she's a Marxist. Brazil, what the hell were you thinking? I mean, again, let, let's all turn to the scoreboard. Let's see. Countries that have succumbed to Marxism, zero successes, 30 abject failures, no successes, none, zero. 
and that's on the scoreboard. So I, I know if there's any young college men listening, you know, you like look at the scoreboard, check the time, check the penalty minutes, check this, check the shot clock, check that. Well, this scoreboard says zero to thirty. Do you think we want to suit up as the team wearing zero? I don't. I certainly don't. Not only do I want to participate with them, I do not want to see the misery that is incurred by my fellow citizens that socialism slash Marxism brings you. You know, it's authoritarian. We're Americans. We don't like authoritarian. This is a government of the people, by the people, for the people. I'm sorry, peckerheads in D.C., but we call the shots, which is why I am loving the Trump candidacy, because all of them don't want it, none of them. But guess what? Too bad. We're hoisting it on you. The revolution in the Republican Party was successful. We're getting Donald. The revolution in the Democratic Party is being unsuccessful. They're not getting Bernie. They're getting Hillary whether they like it or not. So I'm so glad of the discord and the, and the trouble fermenting in the Democrat ranks. And notice now Trump, he's getting a little quiet. He's having meetings with uh, congressional people, with Republicans in D.C. We're getting all our ducks in a row on that side of, of, of the aisle, the Republican side. Uh, Trump, shrewd as can be, unifying everyone, bringing everyone together. Uh, the holdouts and the diehards are becoming less and less. And uh, the party will be stronger for that. In the meantime, I'm hoping Bernie is winning Kentucky. And, I'm, you know, I just want to see him keep winning. I want trouble. I, you know, the press was so giddy to be advertising and discussing publicly uh, trouble at the Republican convention. It's going to be a fantastic convention. You know, Donald Trump is causing the demise of the Republican Party when now, they're all getting their ducks in a row, and all the troubles on the Dem side. You don't hear as much about that, did you notice? I mean, I hope you also have noticed the blatant, outright biasness of towards the left of the, the media. You know, I said this earlier in the show: the journal list. What that was was about a hundred key media people in having a conference call in the morning getting their instructions from what Ann Coulter calls the mothership, and then all of them hanging up on the call, going into their specific press pens, and pushing the mothership party line. This is what goes on. And again, I've seen this 1971 on the streets of New York City, where the leaders of the SDS, the student leaders of SDS and Weatherman, would be huddling with the Channel 2, Channel 4 TV news crews. So this, to me, is clearly evident and a fact of life. So, no, and like now, for instance, the Times, to show you uh, how Donald has changed the game, how Donald is playing chess and the opposition is relegated to playing checkers. The Times comes out. They try and come out with a hit piece. You see, because that's all the Democrats can propose. They have nothing positive to contribute. All they could do is yell racist and sexist. That's about the end of their tale. Or I'll give you this and I'll give you that. I mean, think about it, folks. Think about it. This candidate's racist. That candidate's sexist. The Republicans are racist. I'm going to give you free this. I'm going to give you free that. Well, you know, there's got to be more to that side of the aisle than those pitiful, pathetic positions. There has to be. But there isn't. And people still vote for them. I am flabbergasted, flabbergasted that people tell me they're going to vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm like, what? What I mean, her incompetence is on display. You know, uh, there was there was a famous book decades ago called The Peter Principle, and what this professor espoused was that people in business or in government or in whatever your life's pursuit is, 
keep on getting promoted until they reach a level where they're incompetent, and then they stay there. And then that rule was called the Peter Principle. So you do well, you get promoted to supervisor. You do uh, you're doing well, you get promoted to assistant manager. You're doing well, you get appointed to manager. You're doing well, you get appointed to regional manager, and then you start screwing up. But they leave you there. Although now uh, business is so cutthroat. Uh, American business, and believe me, I've seen it over three, almost four decades. American business is so cut to the bone. You know, the, the expression was, well, you know, you're going to have to cut some meat off the bone. Well, I think all the meat is gone. And now uh, they're starting to pull a few bones out, like pickup sticks, because uh, I still know a lot of people working. Uh, it seems to me like uh, the, the nine-to-five job is history and a thing of the past. Unless, of course, you work for a municipality, some other government agency, you know, so uh, you have the long lunches, coming late, leave early, et cetera, et cetera. That's not what's going on in the private sector. In the private sector, they, they, they're putting a whip to your back, uh, usually at 8 o'clock, 8.30, you know, definitely by 9. And they are slacking off that whip. And this is what goes on in, in the private sector as compared to government workers and the government sector. So anyway, the line is open. Let's go. The number is 646-915-8117. Now, you know, something else I heard today on the Michael Savage show, he's talking about now uh, the the, uh, CDC, obviously, they had to be prompted to do this because they would never volunteer information like this because it shows uh, Generalissimo Hussein for the pathetic leader that that he is, uh, that now they're saying 22% of all refugees coming into Minnesota, predominantly Somali, 22% have latent tuberculosis antibodies. Now, what's happening is we had diseases eradicated in the United States. We were a first world nation. I'm sure, you know, the categories are first world, second world, third world. With the disease outbreaks coming this summer, because once the weather warms up, you know, those viruses that can live on hard and non-human surfaces in the warm weather can live even longer. Uh, so this summer we're going to be having tuberculosis, measles, dengue fever, malaria, all, all these diseases are going to be proliferating this summer in the United States from this influx of refugees because, you know, the thing I love is, well, you know, people saying we're a country of refugees. We can't stop these com- people coming in. And my response to that is uh, dipstick. I don't know about you, but when my father came here, he had to receive a medical checkup. He had to be cleared medically. He had to show that he could support himself. Well, in this case, it was his parents because my father was young. He was an adolescent when, when he came here from overseas. You had to go through this whole rigmarole. You know, they, they, they checked you out for illness. Uh, there, there were no social programs for all these people coming in from Europe. So, you know, piss and moan uh, about all the white people you want, but when they were coming here, they were turned away if they had infectious diseases. They were turned away if they couldn't support themselves. They were sent back. And if they weren't turned away for diseases, they were held in quarantine until they were no longer a danger to the American public. Remember us? You see, this is why Trump is surging. He talks about the American populace protecting us. You know, I don't see anyone else talking about that. I hear Hillary Clinton telling us to hug Muslims. You know, uh, Alaska, should we hug them before or after we are decapitated? Hello. You know, the thing is, uh, also joke, well, if you don't want Muslims in you, you're you're racist. Oh, well, the, the fact is Muslims encompass, what, three, four continents, for God's sakes? There's no one race involved with, with Muslims. You know, it goes from, uh, you know, their homeland is from Morocco 
all the way across North Africa, the, the Middle East, into Asia, interrupted by India and the Hindus uh, and the Buddhists north of them, uh, and then the Muslims pick up again on the other side of India. So there's all different races and peoples involved. It's not race. And the example I'll use to support Trump's uh, wanting to uh, at least curtail Muslim immigration until we see what the hell is going on is you like M&M's. Someone puts a bowl of M&M's in front of you. Terrific. Dig in. Oh, by the way, you see these 135 M&M's in here? Two of them. Two of them are uh, poisonous. So are, are you going to dig into that bowl? Of course not. Of course not. This is, the com- this is called common sense. If you had common sense, you're going to dump the whole bowl. It's gone. Forget it. See ya. I don't even want to go near that. So why would we want to bring in tens, hundreds of thousands of people with potentially sprinkled in there people that are going to kill your family, someone in your family, your sister, your friend, your aunt. But apparently the Democrats are concerned about that. I just don't know if they're stupid, if they've sold out, or what is going on with these people. But when I see people leaving common sense behind, I have an issue with that. I have an issue with them. Anyway, the line is still open, 646-915-8117. Bring it on. Uh, Again, I'm going to say my co-host, Ruben Torres, is on vacation in Europe. I love when he travels. Can't wait till he gets back. I'll be probably interviewing him on the show. He's in, uh, again, he's on the continent. He's not in Britain. He's on the Europe continent itself. So that that's, uh should be fascinating. You know, if you remember, Ruben talked about he had his uh, ancestry checked, you know, by, uh, you know, actual genetic analysis of his cells. And he was shocked the day back. He had Irish in there. He had Dutch in there. You know, here he is, Ruben Torres, thinking he's a full Spanish guy. And understandable, I would think the same. And then he had all the others. Irish come in, Dutch come in. It's funny how we all are, how we're all different, but yet a lot of us are more similar than we know. Anyway, line is still open. We've got 23 minutes left. Come on, someone call me and let me know what's going on in Kentucky. 646-915-8117. You know, I'm holed up in my little studio here. And my studio is of limited means. So we have uh, 22 minutes left. Got 22 minutes left. 646-915-8117. Someone call in. Come on, you stinkers. Tell me what's going on with Kentucky. So, uh, let's see. I've covered the refugee hall, I'm, I'm going to call it. You know, where the Koch brothers, uh, you know, these supposed, you know, conservatives who want to fight the leftist trend. Yeah, right. They want to fight the leftist trend until it lines their pockets. Now, these are people that are against Trump. This fact that has just come out has to be advertised so that more independents and more Democrats will support Trump. Because this is ridiculous. You know, I'm on Drudge, and I'm looking to see what's going on with uh, Kentucky. And he's not even mentioning it. Huh? Mr. Drudge, shame on you. I guess they don't think it's that important. You know, Hillary has it wrapped up. Much to the chagrin of the Bernie supporters. And we're loving that. You know, I was having an... uh, a discussion on Facebook with uh, a a former cruise supporter, a gentleman I, I, I respect. Clinton's winning, and 
Kentucky. Oh my God, she won. She won by let's see, eighteen hundred votes out of four hundred and twenty-two thousand votes cast. She won by that small amount. Damn it, Bernie, you blew it, buddy. We wanted more fuel for the Bernie fire. Oh, by the way, in the upcoming New Jersey primary, uh, I mean, you all know I'm a Tea Party Democrat, so I get to vote in the Democrat primary, and uh, my wife and I, both former Democrat committee people, elected committee people, are feeling the burn, baby. We're going to be going in that booth voting for Bernie. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention? I almost forgot. we got 20 minutes left. Today, uh, I go on Facebook about... One o'clock, and a dear friend, who a dear Tea Party friend who used to live right here in this town and is now retired to Florida, posts on Facebook that Chelsea Clinton is going to be right here, maybe seven minutes from me in Hazlitt, New Jersey. Uh, I think she was doing fundraising. Uh, so, not knowing that other things were going on. I tried to secure a Trump sign to go down there. You know, I would go down there and stand right in front of this meeting with the Trump sign all by myself. I mean, that's the cut of my jib. But I couldn't get a sign. Now, I have a friend uh, who has several Trump signs on his property just a few minutes from me. So I pulled into his driveway, and I was honking my horn because I wanted to ask, can I take one of your signs to, to picket Chelsea Clinton? He was going to the meeting also. I mean, he was going to this also, and on, he had a you know one of those trucks, you know one of those uh, redneck trucks. But we had a big sign on it that said "Crooked Hillary." So we drove and we parked right outside the uh, Chelsea gathering, and then, much to my happiness, over a dozen people show up, and they were from a Facebook group. Middletown, New Jersey for Trump. And they they apparently took it upon themselves to also demonstrate the uh, Chelsea Clinton thing. Now, we never saw her because, you know, they, they they drive into the back of, of, of the venue. Uh, we did see the ca- caravan of vehicles. You know, they they tried to sneak her in like, like they're these, uh, uh, you know, shrewd dudes. But... Uh, we definitely got a point across. Now, me being the old New York City pain in the ass that I am, because we were standing maybe uh, 50 yards away with all our Trump signs. Me being the New York City scotch that I am, I asked everyone, hey, would you want to go walking right up to them with our signs? No one wanted to do it, but I did. And I, and I was chanting. Here's what I was chanting to the... Democrat Hillary supporters who were there to see Chelsea Chelsea Clinton. Uh, and here's what I was chanting. The felon doesn't fall far from the felon tree. The felon doesn't fall far from the felon tree. And uh, I, I didn't get that much resistance from them. A few of them hemmed and hawed. But uh, I, they, 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 there was no passion there. There was no spirit there. I mean, they they were attending event. Everyone was ho hum. Uh, there was more excitement with the almost dozen and a half of us standing by the highway. It was like an old tea party uh, roadside. People honking, thumbs up, this and that. Uh, you know, we got about four cars to actually stop, and the people joined us. Uh, many times people were asking us, could they buy a sign? Could they have a Trump sign? Because we had a prolific amount of them. All of us were holding them. Uh, and, you know, there was, again, almost two dozen, dozen and a half. And uh, I got to meet all these new people from my town, and none of them were Tea Party people. This is quite, quite interesting. You know, you Tea Party crew supporters, take note that there is a conservative vein running through the populace, and Donald is tapped into it. So would you please stop being so silly and help us defeat the radical leftists who want nothing more than to pick your pocket, 
you know, and have your daughter shower with uh, hooligans, for God's sakes. I mean, this is insane. The line is still open. We are students for a better future. We are a 501c3. You know, I, I joke that for every dollar donated to us, we spend a dollar sixty-five. Now, in actuality, I have no idea what the actual relationship is, although I do know for a fact that the donations never, ever cover, what, especially what Doreen does, where she goes, uh, who she interacts with. She does a lot of traveling around the state. She's paying for that gas. Uh, she's paying for all the, uh, you know, she has a TV show, the studio uh, she has a, a following up in North Jersey. She does all of this out of her pocket. The donations that come in are minimal. This is predominantly personally funded, this 501c3. But if you want to contribute, uh, and oh, by, by the way, my salary for doing the show also comes out of your the donations that you make online to students for a better future. I have to admit that publicly. I will admit also publicly that that salary is zero. So there's no one lining their pockets here at students for a better future. We're taking every penny and we're, you know, with a penny given to us, we cube it. It's three times the power of that penny you give to us from our, us investing out of our pockets. So, uh, you know, I could, could, can't ask you enough to help us with that. You know, there's always needs for equipment, uh, speakers, computers, uh, for the TV studio, uh, for all sorts of other devices. You know, this is the 21st century. Hello. Uh, thing, things are expanding rapidly. You know, I have no problem with that because I've worked in IT myself for over three decades. And having a career in IT means you readily accept and embrace change because I can't think of any industry uh, besides politicians that has changed more drastically than the IT industry. And I've just migrated with it and rode that tsunami uh, for over three decades. So I understand the ever-progressing technology sector. Uh, so anyway, Clinton won Kentucky. Crap. We wanted Bernie to win. I know I saw we don't get results from Oregon till 11. Hopefully he could take one out of two. He's got to at least win one to keep keep fueling the Democrat Bernie supporters. <laughs> we want that Democrat convention to be a cauldron, a cauldron of passions. We want it like that. Although I'm still, you know, I'm still betting on that it's going to be Trump versus Biden. Uh, because uh, at some point, the Democrats are going to have to realize they're screwed with Hillary. So I'm concerned. Uh, I, had, I read an article, and, and the term they use is uh, they, they may want to parachute Joe Biden into the convention. We'll see. You know, that could work against us. When I say us, I mean America also. Uh, although just one debate with Donald Trump would resolve that because, uh, you know, Joe Biden was dubbed the dumbest man in the Senate. Uh, uh, he has worn that crown uh, happily, uh, you know, and, and it's a crown that comes to a point, you know, just like the dunce cap it's called. He's worn that crown for decades in the Senate. He isn't too much of a bright bulb. He is always putting his foot in his mouth. And I don't see how Joe Biden, uh, even with a, them trying to limit exposure, wouldn't make one gaffe after the other. You know, he's he's what they call a gaffe machine. Anyway, line is open, 646 915 8117 and crooked Hillary won in Kentucky. What the hell is wrong with you, Kentucky people? You know, one of your lifebloods is coal, and here's a woman that wants to step all over it, and you people actually went in there and voted for her? 
Are, are you kidding me or what? I'm looking. It's uh, 46.7% of the vote for Hillary, 46.3%. So 0.4% difference, they're saying, between the two. The votes, let's see, 2,000, 1,800 vote difference with 422,000 cast. 1,800 difference. Bernie lost. Uh, Hillary's really going to be blowing this horn, for God's sakes. Uh, Let's see. And Drudge didn't have anything about it. That was shocking. That is shocking. I guess he's upset that Hillary won, too. Let's see. Oh, well, the headline in Drudge is Dems' new fear. Sanders' revolt could upend convention. Tensions erupt. Well, you do know this weekend they had to call the police at the Democrat caucus in Nevada uh, because it was getting quite uh, over the line between the Bernie supporters and the uh, Hillary supporters. Uh, they had to call the police. It was getting physical. So we want to see more of that. Yeah, go Bernie. I'm feeling the burn, baby. I'm feeling your burn. But he lost by 1,800 votes. Good show, Kentucky Democrats. Good show. Anyway, let's see what else is going on in the world. Let's go. Oh, here's a friend of mine posting a huge Trump banner in his yard. (laughs) I'm on Facebook. Yeah, I get a lot of info from Facebook. You know, I'm banging off the ceiling. I don't know how you guys do it. But uh, now I'm very selective about who my friend, because uh, I'm close, getting close to 4,900, and I know you only get 5,000. So uh, if you have over, like, hundreds of friends in common with me and a Trump banner, I will accept you as a uh, – will send you a friend request immediately. Here's Judge Napolitano. FBI is coming for Hillary. Judge explains new info will shake the American political system. Yeah, right. I'll believe that when I see it. I'll believe that. Oh, here's a cute meme. Every time Muslims attack, Obama's main concern is the safety of other Muslims. Not yours. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, I thought he was the president of the United States. Uh, apparently, uh, he considers his himself Muslim above being an American citizen and our welfare. That's a sin. Well, it's kind of slow night on Facebook. And we've only got seven minutes left. So, again, I plead with you students, read up on what's going on in Venezuela. It's not being promoted because of it. it's, it's another socialist Marxist cluster F. And it's developing and has developed right in your lifetime. So if you want to see that happen here, and don't think it can't, this capitalist wealth can only be squeezed, can only be stolen, up to a point, then there won't be anything left. And what the hell are they going to do, they being these politicians who promise everyone the sun, the moon, and the stars, who give people from other continents more uh, lavish on the more taxpayer benefits than our blessed citizens and especially our veterans. W- what is that? What kind of government does that to its own citizens? Oh, I'm going to burden you. I'm going to tax you. I'm going to make you live check to check. I'm going to make you have an empty refrigerator so that we can give give all this lavishness to people from another continent. I mean, WTF, hello? You have to see 
this for what it is. That's why, you know, I sometimes I push myself as Dr. Mark, the political optometrist, trying to help you see clearly. I mean, you have to understand that. Wait a second. You pay more taxes. You pay more fees. Now, the, uh, the one of the favorite gimmicks of municipalities is they fine you, they ticket you to death because they can't raise taxes. But the pigs are still at the trial. So they'll fine you, there's fees, you, you'll get motor vehicle tickets, you know, for every little thing. Oh, you didn't put your blinker on? That's $75. Oh, you see a sticker on your windshield? Now it's up to $200. Oh, you see this? Oh, you see that? You know, they just nickel and dime you to death so that the federal government can heap lavishness on strangers from other continents who came here illegally. Now, if you want to call me a racist or a misogynist or whatever ist you want, you can ist it right up your ist, as for all I care, because to me, it's common sense. You see, I, I have this advantage over many of you millennials in that I was properly educated. I wasn't indoctrinated. I was educated. Now, it, it, it is true that by the time I got to college, the a lot of the new professors were all Marxist when this is obviously when they went full bore uh, to to seize and take over the education system to indoctrinate our youth. Uh, this happened, I noticed. Uh, I went started going to college in 72, and there was still a lot of bona fide, legitimate professors around. But in 73, uh, they, they were replaced with more rabid Marxists. I mean, I recall walking out of an art appreciation class and dropping the class the first day because the teacher was in front of the room saying, I'm going to teach you art appreciation from the Marxist professor. So I was the first one to raise my hand because, again, I've always been a New York City hump. I raised my hand, excuse me, 95% of this art was gifted upon us before Marxism even existed. So how do we correlate the two. Uh, she didn't answer my question. I picked my books up from my desk. I was quietly walked out of the classroom and dropped the class. Uh, that was one of the last years I attended college, 74. Uh, I, I mean, you're going to teach, you know, the art appreciation of the Renaissance in the Middle Ages. Uh, I don't see the t correlation to authoritarian brutal, sadistic Marxism. I, I don't see it. I'm sorry. And uh, I wasn't going to argue with this professor. She was some tiny woman. Uh, I, I just, you know, that's how I dealt with it. I walked out, see you later, lady. You know, have a nice life. With, you know, you and your little Marxist toys. Excuse me, I'm wetting my whistle. All right, we just got a few minutes now. I don't even know if I'm going to take a call. So there, I'm not even going to give out the number again. So there, we only have two minutes left. Again, we are students for a better future. We are led by Doreen Finkel, Her Highness, I call her jokingly, a lovely lady in her own right. Uh, we are a 501c3. Um, and again, studentsforabetterfuture.com, both our website, Students for a Better Future, also on Facebook. Um, sometimes you will see, sometimes you will see my posts. Sometimes you will see Ruben's posts. You will frequently see Doreen's posts. I believe she's the admin for the group. And uh, that's us. You know, we are carrying on. We just cannot allow what's going on in this country, the thievery and the deceit to occur uncontested. So listen, I want to wish everyone a good night. Let's root for Bernie to win Oregon. And uh, let's keep the Democrats in discord. Uh, I'm hoping Trump has some black ops people doing just that because I'm sure as hell the Dems will do it. Uh, and also we have to count the role of the Dem voter fraud uh, because I'm sure knowing 
with them seeing Hillary in such tight spots, uh, the voter fraud machines are going to be out, uh, you know, up to warp eight, if you know what I mean. Okay, folks, this is Mark Thousand for Ruben Torres also and for Doreen Finkel saying have a good evening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.